But I also don't know what the content is going to be. I was I pulled up the blog just to uh, kind of go back through all your articles because you you have a lot. I've wrote a few things, yeah. Yeah, there's a good. I've got a couple here. I've started. I've got a couple that I've started. I just got to finish. Yeah. Well, um, let's start. Let's start with with something simple. Let's uh, let's talk about you and why you are talking about you and me yeah well i want to start with i want to start with uh i want to start with you and just tell me a little bit about um yourself uh so my name is tim bradley i grew up in southern west virginia uh the small town of peterstown uh it's in monroe county to this day we still don't have a red light in our small community it's actually one of those things i grew up with a john mellon kept song song thinking uh small town Mm -hmm. that's where i was going to stay there's a green light and a yellow light just no red light that is correct yeah my life has been pretty much all about the green light it's go 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 (laughs) nice so you you grew up um down there and then then what happened You, you moved up to morgantown right after that or what so uh, I grew up in Peterstown. Mm-hmm. The uh, you know Peterstown Elementary, Peterstown Middle School is actually Peterstown High School when mm-hmm. I started. So it was seventh grade through senior. Um, after my eighth grade year, we consolidated and built James Monroe High School. And my class was the first one to uh, graduate all the way through all four years. Uh, that was 1998. So I went like to Concord school? College. Brand new school. We actually moved into it, and it wasn't done. So the gymnasium wasn't open, and if you know me, I'm very athletic and into sports, so it was a hard thing not to be able to go in and do that thing. So no gym, no cafeteria. We actually had to kind of mingle around and find places to eat. Usually it was in classrooms or, you know, a nice day you could eat outside. Right. Um, So it kind of, in pieces, began to open up. My freshman basketball team was the the first team to actually get to play on on the floor. Mm-hmm. We won our first game, um, kind of a piece of knowledge. We won our first game, and I won my last game as a senior. Nice. Now, in between, we, you know, up and down some games. So. Sure. Just start start strong, um, finish strong. That's where it's at. Start it, finish it. In between, is kind of, ooh, okay. But um, after James Monero, I went to Concord College. Mm-hmm. Uh, Concord College is now Concord University. Um, so there's an old saying, you went to UCLA, the university of Concord located in Athens. So <laughs> it was also called corn cob college. So there's Cor- wait, 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 st- stop for a second. Corn cob college, corn cob college. Hmm. Okay. It's a Why? Fine, art, fine art school. <laughs> so country, country college. Yeah, a little bit. It was uh, it's actually called Campus Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was just, it's one of those places. It was, it was very nice to go to. Um, communication degree from me. I did uh, radio and TV while I was there. Okay. I definitely had the perfect space, perfect space for radio. Mm-hmm. So it kind of continued on. I thought that's where I was going to kind of progress to. Right. Uh, so I moved forward, graduated from Concord. Um, the day I graduated from Concord, I moved to Morgan State. 
um, my goal was to work in radio. Was that, was that, the, was the plan like Morgantown because that's where the radio station was or what was the, uh, the plan was, it became because of, uh, you know, the female, my fiance at the time, now my wife of forever. Mm-hmm. So, so, you know, she brought me up here. I graduated. She graduated the next day. Went to the radio station. So she went and, to, she went to WVU. Yeah, so we met at uh, at Concord. Mm-hmm. Um, she was from Princeton, so we kind of we knew each other from sports, and uh, we both had been in the paper and um, met at Concord for sure. And started dating. She moved up here, so we had a long distance relationship for a couple of years. Really good. As soon as I graduated, I jumped jumped ship and moved up here, kind of with the anticipation and expectation of working in radio. Mm-hmm. Went for the the interview, and you know, my head, I love it. The manager of the radio station on High Street, I don't know the name of the radio station, maybe a CLT. Hey, hold on, hold on one second, said, hey. Tim. You're, uh, I don't know if you're moving around like you're close to the mic or away from the mic, but it's breaking up a little bit. So, go All right, back. sorry. No, you're fine. Go back to so you you went on to the interview with the radio station on High Street. Yeah, so it was, you know, I won't name the name of the radio station, but WCLG. Um, <laughs> so when I, I interviewed, everything went well. And the manager at the time said, hey, you got this. We, uh, we'd we love to hire you. But as soon as your fiance is done with grad school, you guys are going to move back south. Hmm. I said, really? He said, we've seen him before. Uh, we would hire you, but we think we have to replace you pretty soon. So I said, okay. I started interviewing around one thing led to another i got a job at sheets so college degree i get a job at sheets making sandwiches cleaning bathrooms mtos <laughs> but i did get to meet some great people and that meeting at sheets led to a relationship with one and the same mr eric and utter that's me a lot of great things that is you uh, so yeah, one of the one of the cool things about working there was some of the games that uh, yourself and I had. Um, yeah, we you know, uh, we, spend- we had to uh, we had to kill a lot of time because um, yes, it's a pretty uh, well. You're on your feet, you're moving a lot, but it's kind of mentally boring. I'd say. Yes. Hey, both of us had cause and both of us had expectations to be working elsewhere, mm-hmm. but you know. Sometimes fate steps in, and I was happy with what fate did. Yeah. Um, but, but, you know, we had fun. Um, you know, we played the movie game mm-hmm. where you had to, the only thing you could speak in was movie quotes or movie lines. Yeah, um, I was I was really bad at that game. You were, you were excellent at that game. I was, uh, <clears throat> I just tried to keep up. It was one of those things I... I'm pretty good with use of knowledge, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I can retain a lot of a lot of that. And I have a, a very bad habit um, of really watching bad movies. Mm. Uh, bad, so bad, they, big, bad, like bad acting, or bad. Yeah, most people consider them to be cheesy movies. I got gotcha. you. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, we. I would watch those, and I would begin to quote said movies. Mm. Yeah. Um, so, you know, then we started playing, you know, we kind of took off 
the element of the Kevin Bacon Seven Degrees of Bacon game, yeah. where you, know, you you pick an actor and you can name movies. So <laughs> I'd forgotten about yeah, that you, one. <laughs> oh yeah, so we would pick an actor and you would just start naming movies he would win. Then as that game progressed, you would you know you start naming movies, and if you're right out, you could carry over with somebody who else was in that same movie. Yeah. So. So let me let me stop you there. And first, I want to point out that uh, your cell phone provider probably one of the worst ones ever. I don't know who you have, <laughs> but it's got to be is U.S. U.S. Cellular. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Well, I don't want to. I mean, they're they're probably not going to be a sponsor anytime soon. But the uh, uh, yeah, the so just try. Let, let's try this. Don't move your head. So you're saying stay still, stay yeah. focused. You you are don't move. you and you and I know that's got to be tough for you. You are not one to not move. Yeah, this uh, this whole COVID thing has been very tough. Mm-hmm. Um, I am used to going 27 hours a day. Yeah, and, and it's, so now I look at my calendar and it's still pretty full of stuff that I should be doing, but I'm not doing anything. So. Right. Well, let's actually talk a little bit about that. I want to, and, and we can, we can get into this. Uh, we can go deeper in these topics as we uh, go forward over, over the course of these. But, you know, one of the biggest things that you, um, that you were constantly doing, and, and I'm a big fan of, I, I see you do it on, um, I see you do it on, on LinkedIn. I see you posting on Facebook. I, I, I know just, from talking to you and, and from some of the comments that you, um, share some of these messages to your kids, um, uh, on a daily basis, you post to blog. Um, you're, you're basically this walking, um, uh, like motivational speech. Um, and it's, it's a really cool thing to see. And I guess I wanted to kind of dig into that a little bit. Like why, what what gets you going? Why do you do that? Well, it's one of those things. I grew up in in a small community, and within that small community, we were you know I grew up poor, and, and one of the few things that we did have was you know a great family, and the support of my family. Mm-hmm. And, and with that being said, I had you know some great coaches who really spent some time um, diving into what I needed and, and kind of motivation to, to keep me going. Right. Um, so, you know, as I progressed, I just looked at the relationships that I had built with those core people in my life, you know, my parents, um, my coaches, I have a couple of coaches that to this day, I still call, um, hmm. with, with all the coaching that I've done. Um, there's still times where you have some struggle, you know, obviously with the game itself, but with parents, parents and you know situations that could occur so you know you you have some mentors and people that really stand out so um one of the things that as as i've progressed in my life and some of the things that i do is i want to be able to provide that motivation to to others right and you know with with having kids and everything i'm involved in a lot of times i'll get a question it's like why do you take your kids to this you can get a babysitter you can do this other stuff right I argue, I say, well, you know, if I'm going to do something, I want to do it with the people who matter most to me. And, and that's my kids. Right. So, you know, and I look at the way the world has changed from when I was younger, you mm-hmm. know, there's you know, 
the cell phones, the social media, all these little things that are are good, but also can be very damaging to you. Mm-hmm. They can, uh, you know, it can be distracting. Trying to, oh, a hundred percent. It's mm-hmm. you look at all right. Here's Snapchat, for example. My uh, my oldest absolutely loves that thing. I still don't quite <laughs> understand the. The what, snaps that are sent there's a there's a reason the we don't understand it, Tim. We're we're, we're old now. We are pretty old. Yeah. So I look at it, and um, you know they'll send snaps of the ceiling or of a wall, <laughs> just trying to keep just, the streaks you know, alive. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> you know, just those little things, and I look at you know how can I you know help them understand where we you know you have an opportunity to to do something. Yeah. Um, you know, I posted something yesterday after watching the movie Hacksaw Ridge and here's a guy who, who was in the service. He would not carry a gun. It wasn't in his beliefs, but his argument was I can save a life. I'm not here to take a life. And, you know, with that being said, he was, he was beat up. He was, uh, alienated, pushed to the side. Yet he was the one at the biggest battle saved over 75 people carrying them out himself and each time he got another person he he would say give me the strength to get one more give me the strength to get one more so you know i sent that to to my son several of the players from my baseball team mm-hmm. just ask him are you going to be that guy who is going to get one more mm-hmm. so it's sometimes you you know you look at some of those things and it's like all right i don't understand what i'm here for i don't understand what i'm doing can I continue on with what I need to do? You know, obviously COVID is an opportunity if you can take the time to reflect on what you want to do. Right. Here I am, you know, 40 years old. I'm out of college for, I'm not going to say how many years, a lot. And I have a great job, but there's still things that I want to do more. And I would love to have the opportunity to spend more time with you know motivational speaking if i could get into the opportunity to have a career in coaching and, and making money for it, that's those are things that i would love to do mm-hmm. however those are things that you know my nonprofit. i spend a lot of time with it all these things that i try to do are things that i don't get paid for sure but that's still something that i i want to help and, and do more of so it's it's a doubling act of trying to stay focused on what you want to do and being realistic with what the time and money you have to do with. So, yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's clear you're passionate about it. It's so it's, it's, I guess if I'm, if I'm saying this correctly, you see it almost like a pay it forward kind of thing. You, you were greatly influenced by very, um, helpful coaching kind of influences in your life, whether that was your parents or actual coaches uh, through your schooling. And you want to do that for others. You want to see that done for others. Ideally you'd get paid doing it, but, (laughs) but you're passionate enough about it to do it for free. Essentially is what you're saying. hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, that's, and and, you know, the two coaches that really stand out to me are are coach John Mustang and coach Danny Wickline. And those two, took them on themselves to not only, I mean, it helped so many um, kids in, in that community mm-hmm. with believing in themselves mm-hmm. and going beyond what they thought they could do. So, 
you know, just to know the impact they had on not only me, but so many other, and, and, men's, and it goes to males and females in that county, uh, of, of really believing in what they can do. Um, again, I grew up with a, a speech impediment. I, I had to have speech classes to, to get over a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. And to be able to stand in front of people to, for a little while in my life, have a career on radio and, and use my voice. Uh, you know, I worked at a company where, for six years, I traveled, and I was a voice for a company. And I, you know, grew up in a small county, not ever thinking I would ever leave, not only my county, but my state, right. to to travel to another country, to travel all these places, and, and actually have to, you know, be the face, be the voice of something that, for the longest time, I didn't have a voice my own. Right. So I kind of took that, and... and how can I help others get to that same level of, of confidence in themselves to really help them get past any doubt or any, any health issues or, or problems that they would face and be confident of what they can do. Mm-hmm. That's cool. I, I, I love the, I, I love it. And I, and I gotta say, I mean, and I'm not, I'm not saying this to blow smoke or, or anything. I, I legitimately look at, the things you post and the uh, articles you write and, and the amount that you just go, you, I mean, the, the ability for you to keep all of that, juggle all of that and keep it, keep it going is impressive. I, I, um, you know, I, I do a bunch of stuff in my life too, but, uh, the things you do, uh, it's just my, my, my list pales in comparison and I, I'm in, uh, in all of, of what you're able to accomplish. So kudos to you. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, it's one of those things I joke a lot and it's sometimes it's not really a joke. It's, you know, there's times I, I feel like I needed an assistant just to kind of keep me straight. So again, <laughs> right. Right. With some of the stuff I do, I, you know, I don't get paid for it. So I can't pay for somebody else to do it either, but, um, you know, there, there's been times with some of the sports I'm involved in. I hate to admit this, but there was a year I was a, an assistant coach. Um, I was coaching both my boys in another sport. So, you know, Zane, my youngest, wanted to play his second sport. So I'm like, yeah, we'll do this. I can't commit to being a head coach, but I'll be an assistant to help out. Right. I get a call late in a, on a Sunday afternoon and said, hey, you all right? And I said, yeah, well, what's up? Well, you missed practice. Oh, no. I'm an assistant coach. I have a player. And just completely forgot that we had practice. <laughs> so that's that's the only time I've ever done it, but it was I, I made myself on lap when I got to practice the next day. I just said, hey, that was my fault. Won't happen again. I just so much going on, I let it just let it slide. Yep. So yeah, there's there's times with the stuff that I do. Um it does get a little overwhelming. Um but this this time now has re-energized my desire to get back out and do more. Um, I, I'm I'm having a hard time sitting still. So yeah. you may hear this movement in, in our conversation because I can't sit still. I've tried to sit. Mm-hmm. I may move a little bit. I have a hard time not talking with my hands anymore too. Right. So I, you know, it's just one of those things over time where you know it's you get a confidence in yourself. But at the same time, you you don't realize some of the mannerisms that you have. So my hands movement, my body movement. I, I, my wife sometimes will grab my hands and say, "All right, now let's have this conversation without you moving." 
<laughs> right. It took some time. So. Yeah. Well, and let's, for context, because I don't know when um, we'll release these or when people will be hearing them. So um, today is April 30th, 2020. So we are, I want to say it's week eight of the pandemic uh, like, kind of stay at I home. I think it's like a hundred. Week a hundred, maybe? <laughs> week 100. Yeah. So we've, we've, uh, we've had a lot um, happening in the world uh, over the last couple of months and people are kind of still stuck at home. Um, it looks like the light is coming at the end of the tunnel. I believe West Virginia is getting close to reopening some things uh, starting Monday. So who knows what that'll hold. Um, but yeah, uh, we're, we're moving towards, you know, uh, Governor Justice released today. So we're moving from the stay at home to a, what is titled a safer at home. So right. little things are starting to open up. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm on other boards and I got all these group me things that have been blowing up today with, well, if, if that's the case, can we start practicing? Can we do this? Can we do that? So this is going to be, as soon as Monday releases, it's going to be like the running of the bulls. Right. So the gate's going to open. And you're just going to see a, a glass show of madness. Yeah. Which is concerning because, yeah, it could just spike things to, again. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, so we'll have to see how that goes. But you know, I don't think that's the the that we're not we're not going to talk on the podcast about um, the pandemic, though it might come up. Um, I think the main point was to kind of really dig into this um, inspirational aspect, and and you know, you for a couple years now. Um, I think the articles I see go all the way back to January of 2017. So for three years, you have been writing articles on and off um, on a blog that um, that we're going to rebrand to Inspire WV. So Inspire West Virginia. And I think that really speaks to what you're talking about, that pay it forward um mentality of of getting people to think positively and know that they can they can accomplish things and they just have to put their mind to it and you've you've written a lot of things about that and I think as we go through these articles um, I want to talk to you about those things and um, just kind of get your point of view on them and um, see where it leads so if that sounds perfect yeah I mean to you we'll we'll do that Oh, yeah. I mean, with, with the blog itself, it was one of those things you and I, we, we talked about from our sheets days, uh, of, and the connection that we had from day one was one of those that were just like, all right, this is my guy. We had the same interests. We laugh. We enjoy the company of the other one. And it, it's, you know, those kind of relationships really take off. Yeah. Uh, and, and one of the things that we talked about, you know, at, at that age of 21, 22 years old, we need to make money. And how can <laughs> we do it? And let's be funny about it. So, right. um, when when the blog initially started, he's like, "Hey, it's up. It's yours. Start going with it." The plan was to do stuff to to make others laugh. And you know, I started to write one day, and my mind never stopped. So <laughs> one of the things I was thinking one day I was like, "All right, here's what I want to do. I'm just going to write something." So I wrote it down, and I kind of looked at it. And I'm like, "Well, this doesn't really fit to what the blog was set up for, but it was an outlet for me." So you know, I wrote, I put it in there. I said, "Hey." Eric, I got this up today. What do you think? And I believe your response was, this isn't what I was expecting, but it was good. Mm-hmm. So then I proceeded to just continue to write. And 
it was a great outlet for me to to take some of the the thoughts you know to express some of the doubt i had in myself over the years and and growing up mm-hmm. and to get those out there into words and you know, one of the first things that i wanted to do was i want others to read this and if they're in the same place i am or i was that they know that you can overcome this and it's how helpful it was for me to get it out via writing. Yeah. Um, one of the first things I did was send it to a professor I had in college who was another person I really looked up to. And in his own way, he wrote back and said, it's not terrible. So that was a huge <laughs> compliment to me. So, and you was, never, you're never more inspired than when someone says what you just did <laughs> isn't garbage. <laughs> uh, well, especially, so it was Dr. Ronald Berger from Concord, and the man is a legend. He, he unfortunately passed away a couple of years ago, but um, you know, every Christmas, birthdays, I'll get a, uh, a note from him. Nice. Most of those would be, hey, stop wasting time, go back to basketball, or go back to picking <laughs> up a sport. But you know, he he related to the people, and he was very hard, but he brought the best of you out, and, and that was something I really took from him is in his own way, he, he expressed his feelings towards you. Mm-hmm. So again, with him saying it wasn't terrible was a huge compliment. And, and that's something that really gave me the confidence to continue. That's because cool. when I first wrote it, I'm like, all right, is this going to be one of those things that, all right, nobody's going to read. Is it going to be something that am I just wasting my time? Right. So to, to get that piece of, motivation from him was huge. Mm-hmm. And, and again, my goal was often I kind of got it going was the right one once a week or once a month. And, you know, there's times where I'm pretty good with it and other times where, you know, basketball and baseball and football and work and everything else kind of overtaken my non rest time. I get a little behind, yeah. but there's still, there's still, you know, times that I still write a bunch of stuff down. There's, I think, about four drafts that I've started. And it, it's crazy some of the times where these little things, nuggets kind of pop up. And, you know, I do send uh, a thinking point or a quote to, to my oldest every day. And it's, it really goes along with how a day's win or an event that, you know, we can kind of talk through and say, all right, here, here's an example of something I went through or here's something that you can really take from this and get better. So. Right. Well, and I think, I think that those will be really good topics as we move forward um, with future episodes. I think we can talk about those kinds of things. And, and also I feel like maybe uh, speaking about them, just talking about them out loud is a whole lot quicker than writing them down. Um, so we oh, yeah. could, we could probably knock out quite a bit of this, um, as we move forward. So, well, let's, um, <clears throat> let's wrap this first episode up here. I'm thinking if we keep these to, you know, 20, 30 minutes each, I think, uh, those are, I, I, I don't know about you, but the podcasts I listen to, I always appreciate the ones that are kind of a little more bite size kind of things, um, oh, yeah. that I can digest it, in a, they, in a they drive. Give you they give you enough, but then they leave you with wanting more. Right. Right. So we'll see. We'll see if we can leave people wanting more. Um, I mean, I want more. 
but that's yeah. just because I miss you. So, well, you know, I mean, it's been eight weeks or much longer than that, actually, because we we haven't. It's been a, it's been a while since we've seen each other. This is true. Yeah. Well, let's uh, let's let's wrap up there, and I'll uh, I'll cut this.